1: goes by the pseudonym bo snurdly it's time for the soul of excellence
2: he is a radio host at 77 wabc here in new york the
1: rush hour is on the air rush rush now here's bo snurdly on the red apple podcast network Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
2: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
1: The rush hour is on the air. Rush,
2: rush,
1: now here's Bo Snurdly.
3: Welcome to your Friday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you'd like to be. Part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We have so much news. Uh, Sad news coming out of Los Angeles today. I don't know whether you've seen the videos of it. If you have, you must be horrified. A Mercedes Benz, and I cannot tell you from the video how fast it was going, but it was truly speeding Oh, it does say now in this story. A Mercedes Benz traveling at 80 miles an hour ran through a traffic light in Windsor Hills, California, Los Angeles. She struck, they don't even still know, I think it's between five and six vehicles. She struck these vehicles at a high rate of speed. Immediately, two of the cars burst into flames. The woman who was driving apparently is a nurse, from what uh, reports say. Among the dead, there were several dead, five, I believe, or six, if you count the fetus. There was a pregnant mom there, also a one-year-old child whose car seat was ejected from the crash, and one of the women who was who driving, of course, the driver lived and is in the hospital, major injuries, but has been arrested. Eight people are left fighting for their lives, apparently horrendous injuries, six of them teenagers. And of course, the driver is one of the people injured. Pregnant woman, her one-year-old son killed. The driver, believed to be a nurse, one of her friends said she was drunk, had been arguing with the boyfriend, and I guess she was drinking, not aware that it was a red light, shot straight through it. Uh, people say it sounded like a bomb went off. If you see, I mean, there's, it's, it's just horrific. On this coast, a story we have been following here, a sad story of that young man that was killed at the McDonald's over cold french fries. He has died. He was brain dead. He's died. And now the person that is charged with the homicide has also, according to Fox News, been arrested on charges of another murder, a separate murder in 2020. So apparently this wasn't a one-off for this particular criminal. We'll be hearing more about that later. Speaking of drunk drivers, there's Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, the stock genius who manages to buy stocks right before Congress takes action on industries and ends up with, you know, making a hefty hefty amount of money. Just one of the more insightful stock traders. This seems to have the magic touch, old Paul Pelosi. Well, get this. According to news reports today, Paul Pelosi's blood alcohol content wasn't taken immediately. It was over two hours before they gave him a blood test. Now, what happens in two hours? Why the level of the impact of the alcohol on your system goes down. So police finally got a sample of his blood two hours and 15 minutes after the 911 call. Pretty amazing, huh? Does that sound like special treatment to you? And he was taken to a hospital first to check to see, oh, do you have any injuries? We'll take you to the hospital. Rather than do a field sobriety test right on the spot, right then, apparently. Interesting how that works, doesn't it? If your name is Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has been sanctioned by the commie government over in China. And the commies tell us, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, they're not gonna have any more dialogue with us on climate change. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. We're not gonna do any more joint military talks. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. And they're not gonna talk to us about a few things. (laughs) Oh, boo-hoo. I wonder how we'll survive without the Chinese Communist government Interacting with us, as you know, the Democrats' massive spending bill that princess that proved Princess Di right that that uh, Joe Manchin would eventually cave. The only open question was whether Senator Kirsten Sinema would join the fray. She has now joined it. She's agreed with old Chuck e. Schumer, New York's Chuck U. Schumer. They're going to move forward nearly another trillion dollars in spending. This one in a reconciliation bill. They call it the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a lie. It will only increase and exacerbate the inflation that we're already experiencing. It's going to raise taxes on people. Half of the money goes to Democrat Party schemes, including one to build up the IRS again. That was uh, That's a department that the Democrats use to ferret out political opponents that they don't like. And there's no, no accountability when they do it. Ask Lois Lerner. And supposedly it's going to help manufacturing. When is the last time Democrats did something to help American businesses? I ask you. Miss Cinema in her sellout says that uh it's going to help boost our clean energy economy. Sure it will. Now there are some polls coming out that say the lead that Democrats were behind in, what Republicans had over Democrats for November is all but evaporated. And they're all pointing to this victory in Kansas over abortion rights. And of course, the left is giddy. According to, to the uh, website Five Thirty Eight and some of the others, oh, it's all over for Republicans. They can't compete. I don't believe that's the case, and I wonder if you're going to fall for that, too. I don't know whether we will see the full extent of the red wave that many of us were expecting, but I still believe it's going to be a red wave. Now, with politics, one must say we're still far out. I'm telling you what I believe, not what I predict. Here's a cute story. From Yorami, that's the, Miami is the, the dateline, Yorami. It says that Latinos and blacks are most affected by the rise in inflation. Oh my, 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 my. Isn't that just too bad? That's just terrible. Latinos and blacks. Hardest hit by inflation. That's terrible. It is. People can't afford their their apartments anymore. People can't afford the bills. And black and Hispanics, hardest hit. But yet, we're supposed to be having, according to the Democrats, a massive, now blue wave, I guess, in November. People are going to food banks in record numbers. Consumers are paying significantly more for goods. Yeah. There were, according to the numbers, 585,000, I believe, jobs added to the economy in the last quarter. And, of course, that has members of the left ecstatic as well, orgasmic. They're saying, see, see, we were right. We're not in a recession. Yeah. Let's wait. People are having problems all over the place. And blacks and Hispanics don't forget the hardest hit. So we'll see whether there's a recession or not. For many people, it doesn't matter. You can call it what you want to call it. They are suffering, and the American economy is suffering. I love these stories, the next two. Headline says, First bus of migrants from Texas arrives in New York City. The first bus of migrants sent from Texas by that awful man, that Governor Greg Abbott, arrived in New York City on Friday morning. That would be this morning. The group was dropped off at the Port Authority bus terminal in Manhattan. Boy, I hope they didn't get robbed or when they went outside, because it can be rough in that neighborhood sometimes. Uh, Well, no, 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 no. no. A group of charity workers and volunteers greeted the roughly 50 migrants, mostly men, before they ventured out into the city in search of hotels or shelters. One of the arrivals, Jose Rodriguez, 38, told DailyMail.com he chose New York because it has the best opportunities of the options he was given when he crossed the border illegally. He added the group wasn't allowed to leave a building in Texas that they were housed in. He lost all of his documents in his journey over the Rio Grande when he came here illegally. But now he's in New York. Another one of the illegal immigrants, Bertolio Rosalie, 54, told DailyMail.com on arrival, I want to see the Statue of Liberty in the rest of the city. Hey, how about that? I crossed the border illegally and now instead of Disneyland, I want to see the Statue of Liberty. He says there are more job opportunities here in New York Here, I will do anything I can. The bus here was good. We've all come from all over. Yep, you have. Right through those porous borders here in America. And the second companion story, and we'll talk about more of these two stories later, because old Mayor Adams is mad. He doesn't like the idea that illegals all of a sudden are coming into his city, and neither does Mayor Bowser in Washington, D.C., although these are two sanctuary cities, self-declared sanctuary cities, the Department of Defense has denied requests from Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser to activate the National Guard and provide assistance to thousands of migrants being bussed into D.C. from southern border states. I love this coming back right after this. This is the
1: Rush Hour with Bo Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Die.
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen, she's with us, and aren't we happy? And as our very own majesty, our Princess Diana. Hi, Princess Di, welcome. How are you this wonderful Friday <laughs> where illegal immigrants are now being shipped across the United States to such wonderful places as the nation's <laughs> capital and, of course, New York City, where they can find sanctuary, where they can find a warm welcome, where they can find all the welfare they want from now on, except the mayors of both of those cities are unhappy. (laughs) How are you, Princess?
2: I am so happy to hear your voice, and uh, thank you, Sir James.
3: Well, I was wrong. I hate saying that. I had a call, and you pointed this out to me. You said you 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 hit me up after the show you said you know the caller was on to something he may not have expressed it exactly how but this is this business about e s g environmental social governance i had no clue what he was talking about and this week i see two articles pop up from evil republicans princess diana are weaponizing public office against climate change and then another one: Evil Republicans are going after woke banks over ESG. I'm like, what is going on here? So, Your Majesty, what is ESG, and why are those evil, dastardly Republicans screwing up and trying to 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 hurt climate action and to hurt woke banks?
2: You, you really cannot be blamed for not knowing what your caller was, was talking about because it is a very specialized bit of information. It's been going on for a while in the investment world, in the hedge fund world, in the inner sanctum of board meetings of corporations. There is this organization called S&P Global it's a credit rating agency. But what they do is they measure corporations and and financial institutions and assign scores like credit scores, only their ESG scores. And so uh, a bank, for instance, would be measured on whether or not it funds or allows investment in the evil fossil fuel I- industry. So, you get a negative mark if you're a bank, if you loan money to an oil company. You get a negative mark if you are socially supporting social conservatives in any way. And so this has been going on for a few years, actually. And instead of these uh, these institutions being beholden to their shareholders, they're beholden to their stakeholders. Remember, I mentioned that a few weeks ago, when you hear that word stakeholders, you know, it is left wing pressure because they don't have any actual voting rights within a corporation. They just use employees and they use this organization to bring pressure on boardrooms so that the financial world will basically be boycotting any organization, any institution, any business that has traditional American values, or it, it believes in capitalism. So it's a, a really clever and unfortunately evil cancer that has come into so many of our our, our, our corporations and institutions. And your caller was right, that this is something that really needs to be put under the magnifying glass and pushed back on. Fortunately, That is being pushed back. One of the articles that you mentioned, there is a kind of coalition of red states whose financial – people who invest for the state pension funds
4: are getting together.
2: Yes, they're getting together, and they're pushing back on this. They're basically saying we're not going to use our tax dollars to hurt ourselves. So why should we support any of these banks? This is especially quoting West Virginia. We are not going to invest in any of these banks that are going to take our taxpayers' money and then use it against us. And so there's actually 14 states who are starting to get together and they're calling themselves a NATO-like alliance to push back on these banks. And some of the banks are already backing down because they see Billions of dollars that aren't going to be invested through their institutions anymore if these red states, uh, Republican-run states, no longer invest in them. So the pushback is happening. There is a new investment group called STRIVE. By a new guy, whose name is Vivek Wamaswamy, who has an entire hedge fund operating as an anti-ESG organization. So if you want to invest with him, he will deliberately look out for your money and not invest in anti-capitalist schemes. So the pushback is happening, which is welcome, but still not enough people know anything about this, and it is affecting our daily lives. Lives, because you see what's happening in a lot of these boardrooms and these these corporations that are pushing back against the values of us, are the, uh, the American voter, and we have been puzzled by it. What happened to Disney? What happened to you know all of these corporations that are suddenly boycotting states because of whatever legislation they enacted. So no. this is something that has been very dangerous, and I'm glad it's getting attention.
3: I'm glad it's getting attention too, and I'm glad you have educated not only this audience but me on what these things are. This is the level of, uh, Dana. I am con- continually amazed at the level of organization that the yeah. left has. These people understand organizing principles better than than anyone on earth, and we have to. We have to. We're playing catch up with them. And we had better get our game together in terms of organizing. Everything you look at, whether it's the elections, whether it's whatever, they've got organizations at work that are well-funded to get the result that they want.
2: And, And our side doesn't know anything about what's going on until probably two years later, and then all of a sudden they come out with an attack. And our side is reeling because we've never heard of any of these people. So uh, they do this deliberately. There's uh, so much money from nefarious sources that are supporting these things. And not as much money supporting the good guys.
3: Okay, now are you buying this deal that now that... Uh, Kansas went the way it did with their abortion vote. That just shows that abortion is going to be the big issue, and Democrats now are poised to win. They're not going to lose after all because it's abortion. Are you buying this?
2: (laughs) I think they—I am so happy they think that. I want them to keep thinking that. I am not going to disabuse them of this notion that, man, because— now listen to listen to this it's not only the abortion thing it's because nato is admitting sweden and the other country into its its finland finland right yes this is another thing and that biden is getting his you know wonderful environmental inflation stoppage bill so he's having victories and that is going to excite people as well as the what they believe is the abortion pushback i do not believe any of that. But I think that they should, you know, it's called hopium. They're, re- they're telling each Opium. other, this. They're, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to support each other's moods. And I think they should because then they'll relax.
3: Okay, have some hopium. I like that, Princess Di. Okay, Princess Di, tomorrow morning, we'll catch up with you. There's so many things I, I want to discuss with you um, did you, by the way, because if you didn't, I'm going to tell you about it, if not, I may, may hold it till tomorrow. Did you hear about this 80-year-old grandma that was tossed out of the YMCA out in Washington State because she uh-huh. objected to a male, uh, 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 I'm sorry, to a transgendered person being in the locker room with her, with his dangly hanging out, and young uh-huh. girls were hanging out? They threw the grandma out.
2: Oh, dear. No, I didn't, eight, hear
3: you didn't hear about it. Okay, I got to do it then. All right, Princess Di, thank you so much as ever. What a pleasure to have you, and we will speak with you tomorrow.
2: Cannot wait, James. Thanks.
3: Thank you. WABC Talk Radio seventy-seven. Coming back right after this.
2: Ay, ay, ay.
1: The rush hour is on the air. Attention, ditto heads. Attention, bow scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Go away, little girl.
3: Go away, little girl. WABC.
1: I'm not supposed to be alone
4: with
3: you. WABC Talk Radio 77. I in I know
1: that your lips are sweet, but our lips must never meet. I belong to someone else.
3: And I must be true. This comes from uh, the post-millennial, an 80-year-old granny banned from YMCA after demanding biological male leave women's locker room where little girls were undressing. An 80-year-old Washington State woman has been banned from using her local YMCA's public pool after she expressed discomfort with a biological man in the woman's locker room as young girls were undressing. The 80-year-old grandma, Grammy, was in the shower when all of a sudden she hears a male voice. She peeks out, and lo and behold, she sees a biological male in a women's women's suit engaging with little girls who were undressing. The biological male was reportedly with girls from the day camp overseeing their bathroom activities. Let me repeat that sentence for you in case you missed something Now, Repeat the line. The biological male was reportedly with girls from the day camp overseeing their bathroom activities. Addressing the Port Townsend City Council on Monday, Julie Jamin, a resident of Port Townsend, about 40 years, described the situation she had been in after her regular swim at Mountain Valley Pool. In an effort by the city and the YMCA to apply the neocultural gender rules at the Mountain Valley Pool dressing shower room facilities, women and children are being put at risk. Now, an email from the YMCA's marketing and communications manager to the Postman O'Neill said the staff member was not, quote-unquote, engaging with the girls, but rather escorting them to the dressing room. The woman was in the shower. She heard the male's voice. She peeks out. She sees this guy. He's got a dangly tucked inside his swimsuit. He's speaking in a male voice to girls. According to the Port Townsend Free Press, Jamin, who had been in the shower when she realized what was happening, hidden behind thin, sheer shower curtains, asked the person who has revealed to go by the name Clementine Adams, do you have a penis? None of your business, Adams responded. None of your business if I have a penis or not. She told him, get out of here right now. No, you're discriminating against me. You can't use that pool anymore, and I'm calling the police.
4: Not good.
3: (sighs) And now they're dumping on Jamin. And so 80-year-old woman has now been banned from using the pool because she objects to a biological man, being in the room with little girls, a man that is in charge of little girls' bathroom activities. What kind of pervert freaks are these people on the left? What is wrong with these people? It's not just on the West Coast. Hello, hello. Students at Manhattan's Grace Church High School, repeat the line, sure, students at Manhattan's Grace Church High School claim they were pressured into participating in a mandatory Pride drag show held in the school's chapel. Every other Wednesday, students are required to attend chapel. When they arrived, April 27th, church services were substituted with a show starring drag queen Britta Filter. The event was sponsored by Spectrum, the school's LGBT support club. It marked the school's sixth annual Pride Chapel. So now we have Pride Chapel time at the at the Grace Church in Manhattan, the Grace Church High School. As Britta chachéed toward the altar in electric orange go-go boots, some of the kids began twerking. This is in the Grace Church High School Chapel.
2: You're killing me, Smalls.
3: The drag queen said this, Britta, I literally went to church to teach the children today. A Catholic high school here in New York City invited me to their pride chapel. Visibility matters, and so I'm honored to have the chance to talk to you about my work as an LGBTQ plus drag queen activist. After a performance of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, how appropriate, Britta sat with director of vocal music Andrew Leonard to answer questions about being a drag representation and what Pride Month symbolizes. Student members of Spectrum shared their own stories and experiences of identity and belonging to Grace before the Grace Notes closed out the chapel with the performance of Rena Sayamama, I am saying I'm Oz. Chosen family. Now, in case you're worried about little ones that were left out of all the fun, the school is touting its first ever lower school pride chapter. So now, even the young students, the youngest of the young, can come to church, to the chapel in Grace Church High School and get their fill of drag queens and activists. And you want to tell me you want to tell me that there is upset when people use the term grooming. What did you what would you call this if you would not call this grooming? I'd like to know what it is. I would like to know, and if you think I'm being unreasonable by criticizing this, then I would also love to hear from you. And if you, first of all, if you do have an objection, if you think that I'm that there's another side to the story that's not being told, I welcome your telephone calls. You will have the opportunity to speak your mind, you know, within the time constraints that we have here. And you will be respected. Because I don't want to just, no pun intended, preach to the choir. But if there's another side to this that I don't understand, I would like to know what it is. But to me, when you have biological men in locker rooms with girls, and they're in charge of these girls' bathroom activities, to me, that's just perverted. It's freaky perverted. And now when you have in a church, in a chapel, this drag queen business, look, I would object to it if there were a heterosexual couple in there trying to groom kids on heterosexual sexual activities. What place does this have in a chapel of any kind? What is wrong with these people? Again, if you think that I'm off the deep end here, I welcome your telephone calls. I am open to hearing another side of the story. Convince me. Convince me I'm wrong. Convince me that there's something odd in the way that I view this. But the way I view this, num- this is too freaky, it's too perverted, and too evil to be believed. I don't, this is To me, this is all inexcusable behavior. James Golden, a.k.a. snurly This is Bo Snirly's West Hour. Remember, Catch It Night comes up next. We have calls, and we have more news. We'll get to as many calls as we can, and perhaps one or two more news items of importance when we return. They're
4: full of crap.
2: Bruno.
4: He's your numero uno.
1: This is the Rush Hour with Bo nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, but we stream worldwide. All you have to do is download the WABC app. And anywhere from Broadway to the far corners of the world, you can hear us. There's always magic magic on the air here on WABC.
1: All
3: right, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday... If all goes well, we will have, as a guest during the show, at some point during the show, George Benson, whose beautiful guitar and voice you just heard. So, George Benson, we're going to take a little break from politics for part of the show. We will, of course, do what we do every day, weekday, and deal with the news of the day. But we're, it's summertime. We're going to take a break from part of the show. And we're going to talk music with George Benson and career. George Benson's going to be performing in the New York area. We'll let you know where uh, tomorrow and on Monday. And we are looking forward very much if we are fortunate enough to keep the date. If something doesn't intervene with the schedule plans. We're looking forward to have George Benson with us on Monday. Tell your friends. Who are interested in music about that? Mac, Bergen County, thank you for waiting. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. It's rush hour. How are you?
4: I'm very well, thank you. And I love George. I met him once. We had a two hour conversation at Bizioni. He was so gracious. Uh, I'll never forget. It. it was one of the highlights of my musical career. I'll, I'll be in on Monday. So, my point is about the Kansas referendum. I noticed that you talked about it, and the the left is calling it a blue wave, and this is going to change the election around. But my first thought was that the referendum was intentionally written to confuse people. And I've voted my entire life, and I was born in 46. You can do the math. I never miss an election. But referendums, they're very difficult to read, very difficult to understand. And I would bet that a majority of the people in Kansas— Thought when they pushed the no button that they were against abortion and some of those people who pushed the yes button were were for abortion and it was in reverse because the no button said we don't want to change the state constitution and the yes button said yes let's change the Constitution and and outlaw abortion but I can tell you reading referendums is nobody likes it i don't like it when i get in there i'm in new jersey those referendums are so long and so confusing that you really don't understand it and i think that they intentionally switch yes and no to confuse people
3: thank you for the call mac look forward to you being here monday ought to be a treat brian in denver thank you for waiting what's on your mind Snurley's rush hour how are you brian
0: thank you bro um uh, I'll try to be quick um, to respond to your question I know in North Carolina uh, a major issue uh, has been uh, in uh, the Wilmington uh, North Carolina school district school administrators known for at least two decades about uh, misconduct by teachers towards primarily female males so uh, young male students including one who was teacher of the year in the state of North Carolina, and only now after 20 years and after uh, I uh, personally went to the FBI a number of times to call their attention to this because nobody else is blowing the whistle and uh, uh, It's now uh, finally proceeding through the, the court system but when you have school administrators and both Republicans and Democratic officials who are covering up uh, uh, massive allegations that simply can't be written off uh, entirely because of the numbers of allegations about abuse of uh, teenagers and preteens in the schools. And um, unfortunately, the FBI and DOJ and local officials have. Uh, I guess they have no motivation or there's something that's missing that compels these people not to uh, act or even just uh, tell what they know.
3: And by the way, the problem also goes with colleges in terms of reporting sexual crimes. That's another issue that has been under scrutiny and found to have had major problems. But let me just say this then. Uh, What is happening now is that it is not just things of an illegal nature that are taking place in the schools. What is happening now has been made legal. It is now legal in Washington State for a male to be in a dressing room supervising minor children, who are girls, supervising their bathroom activities. And somehow, leftists in Washington don't see anything wrong with that. Somehow leftists in New York don't see anything wrong with drag queens performing inside churches for students. We are in a strange place. And again, I would love to hear from somebody, anybody that says you're wrong about this, let me give you a contrasting view. Contrasting views welcomed here. Margaret in Ardsley, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snirly. It's our Rush Hour. How are you, Margaret?
2: Well, oh, pretty good. I've been having trouble with my radio, so you showed them going in and out. So uh, I heard a little bit about the LBGTQ, and I just want to say that these teachers who are, are you know, you, I've been hearing recordings about teachers saying how they're teaching about, um, you know, all, all, you know th- like this one woman was a lesbian, and she's teaching the children about that and all this stuff. Listen, these people are self-centered. They're not coming to school to be accepted by children. They're coming to school to teach the children. And they're so self-centered about you know about themselves. And, and, and I think it's really wrong. I think if they want to teach tolerance to a 6-year-old, they should teach a 6-year-old acceptance in general. They can learn about sexual stuff later on in life. You
3: know? Well, we and, have some uh, amazing audio. We may get to it tomorrow morning. We have one teacher that's basically cursing out parents. She's telling parents, you know what, you're the problem. You are the effing problem. We've got audio from many of these activists. Um, and we've been collecting it from thanks to the great work that's being done from the woman that's behind the libs of TikTok site. And there is so much of this. So tomorrow morning on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we'll spend some time. We'll let you hear the voices of some of these teachers and what it is they are teaching in their own words. Margaret, thank you so yes. much for the call. Let's go to Oklahoma. Kent, welcome. You're on WABC's Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. How are you, Kent?
4: I'm fine, Mr. Golden. How are
3: you? Good, thank you.
4: Um, I just wanted to touch real quickly on the ESG. Yes. That The ESG is only a part of The Great Reset, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yes. And an excellent book that's very recent is called The Great Reset, and it was written by Glenn Beck. And it is an excellent book, and it will also give you some insight as to why some of this other nonsense is going on.
3: You know what? I should try to have Glenn on sometime. Glenn and I had a very wonderful chat. He invited me on his program to talk about my book on Rush, that would be rushing on the radio, and I. Since you mentioned uh, Glenn's book, I think it's high time I reach out to Glenn and uh, and and you recommend this and and ask him about his book, because that would be it would be I think a good a good interview for people to hear what his take is. And uh, look, as I said to Princess Diana, and, and Princess Diana and I talk about this from time to time, the left is organized in ways that the right they they leave us in the dust. When it comes to organization, they are organized on so many levels and they have money behind their organizational efforts. And we, I don't know, we, we just don't seem to be able to match up with that. But, Kent, thank you so much for the suggestion. I think we'll follow through with that. Thank you. Rich in East Meadow, New York. Thank you, Rich, for holding on. What's on your mind this afternoon?
4: Thank you, Bo. What's on my mind is New York State contact tracing. It's always on my mind, New York State contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Democrats only like to talk about COVID when they like to talk about COVID. Now, New York State contact tracing shut their doors when the Omni variant came in. I'm fascinated with tracing these variants and finding out where they're coming from. My question for you is when Eric Adams was in front of the buses coming from the border, paid for by Texas, yes. Did he say anything about COVID protocols, vaccination
3: no. rates? No, of course not. No, of course not. The only thing Eric Adams is concerned about with COVID is firing New York City workers who refuse to vax and keeping them fired while he lets sports players and others, including uh, a one sports team that donated apparently to his campaign or or one member of the organization donated heavily to his campaign, the out-of-state People can come here unvaxxed, but oh, no, no. New York City workers, no. They get booted, even though they're the ones that kept this city going when no one else would. So did, did he complain and ask about COVID protocols for illegal immigrants? Of course not. He complained. This mayor had the audacity to complain about 100 people a day coming into New York City. When over the borders of Texas, you have... Thousands upon thousands and tens of thousands, in some cases, coming over that empty border. Now, these Democrats claim that this is a sanctuary city. They said Washington's a sanctuary city. L.A. is a—and California's a sanctuary state. Well, now, all of a sudden, that the governors of Texas, Arizona, and I hope more, are starting to bus immigrants, these illegal immigrants, into these quote-unquote sanctuary states— All of a sudden, Mayor Adams wants to pull the welcome mat out from underneath them? Oh, no, 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 no. This simply won't do. We'll be back in the morning. Our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. It's been a great week here, folks. Thank you to my team. They are the best in radio. And thank you. May God bless each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Be here then. Bye.